This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. Hey, how's it going? We're back. We're back. I'm so excited. And we have a lot of stuff coming up, too. We do. We have so many exciting things in the works. I'm so pumped. First of all, if you're not on our Patreon, just go and do it. Just do the thing. <laughs> I promise. It's worth it. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, we have some great Patreon exclusive stuff coming up pretty soon. So yeah. Don't miss out. Patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. Absolutely. Getting that in at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have any good news to share this week? Well, um, as you know, I've been working on sorority recruitment for the last. Eternity. Eternity. And it starts on Friday. And so Friday is the start. Sunday is the end. Monday is bid day. And then it stops being a pain in my ass. Uh-huh. God, I better get a bid. But maybe not to any of the ones that I researched today. Yes, <laughs> I think that would be a good idea. I hope my sorority is not in there. But if they are, I can say that we're not all like that. <laughs> Hashtag not all sororities. Hashtag not all sororities. Well, my uh, soap website launched this week, and it has been very successful. Yes! Uh, yeah. So do you want to talk about the thing you did the other day? Oh, God. What thing did I do? I mean, I think it was yesterday, not the other day, but yes, yesterday. Where are you texting me in your face? <laughs> I do so much. Where are you texting me in and told me that you were your in-laws told oh, you they were yes. going to come stay with you for the foreseeable future. So then you were going to come live with me. Absolutely. I That offer and is then, still on the table. And then today and I... And then I woke up this morning <laughs> and the message I had from you was, what's your address? <laughs> I... I was with Sarah when you responded and then I read it as Aaron and not as Paul and it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like first thing when I wake up, the last thing he told me was, I'm going to come live with you. This morning I wake up and it says, what's your address be? <laughs> like, I gave it to you and then I was like, uh, <laughs> it's everything okay? <laughs> Yep, I'm on my way though. No, um, uh, post hurricane. Was- yes, we my um. So my in laws live in one of the areas that was most affected by the hurricane, and mm-hmm. um, they are very lucky. Their house just has some minor damage. They do have to basically get a whole new roof, and they just replaced this one 18 months ago. So that's fun. Um. Okay, so in the middle of talking, Skype decided to go down on us. So we've now switched yes. 
And um, yeah, so they have to like get a new roof. They have to replace a window and then their car mm-hmm. was pretty badly damaged. But in the grand yeah. scheme, their house wasn't destroyed and many were. Um, right. But there were so many power lines down and like mm-hmm. poles down that the electric company is not even trying to repair the posts. They're just putting new ones up through the entire city. Wow. That is wild. And like, I just want to shout out your family because as far as I understand it, they were there because they were working emergency shifts at the hospital. Yes. Correct. They're both nurses. So like they weren't just like hanging out. They were like working their asses off. So like major props to them. Yes. And um, so my brother and sister-in-law were here whenever the, um, whenever it hit and they're my Sarah's parents were at the hospital and so they drove up and then they came up this past weekend and they'll be up next weekend because like the water plants were both hit and so they don't have drinkable water they have running water now but like it's it's not made fit for human consumption like it's pretty rough and like I they are very fortunate that we live this far north and they can come up here to get away from it it's like whatever like chemical something that was on fire out now yes so the um, because there was like a chemical thing oh yeah i mean there was one in corpus too but i think there was one down where your in-laws live oh yeah there was uh yes like a refinery or something yeah Yeah. um and i mean you have to think like off the coast if you've never been down to the gulf coast off the coast of louisiana and texas there are like tons of deep water oil wells like tons of them and when they, I mean, they get rocked by the hurricanes and not in the good way, like that 80s song, but right. it causes like a shitload of damage and it can cause a lot of fires and things just depending on where they're at in their process. So, so I will say that like, they are very fortunate and I'm happy that we can provide them a place this far north to escape yeah. to. There are lots of people who don't have that option and I feel awful for them. Well, and I think I read earlier that down in um, Lake Charles, at least, um, they had the hurricane. There's COVID-19, so they have the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They have the hurricane, because so they have no electricity, no running water, none of that. And now, like, it's the hottest heat wave of the summer down there. Uh Uh-huh. And Lake Charles, specifically, two of their three hospitals were damaged beyond function. Yeah. And so they don't, like, they don't even have anywhere to house people who get very sick now. So, like, literally, if you are able to donate anything to hurricane relief, definitely look into that. Those people down there are suffering, and it's really, I mean, they're just, they're in bad shape. And thank, we're all in Texas, I know, very thankful here that we didn't have a Harvey uh, sequel. Right. On the day of Harvey, because it was that the hurricane hit the day, the anniversary of Hurricane Harvey. Um, yeah, well, and so we are on the, you know, like... Katrina was a big news event and it was a big event in, in Louisiana. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reports are saying that as the hurricane goes, that this storm was 
bigger, I do believe. Um, and it's not getting the same kind of media coverage, which there's a lot that goes into that, I know. Um, yeah. But like Lake Charles, for instance, and that surrounding area was hit by Hurricane Rita right before Katrina or right around the same mm-hmm. time. And so like that whole area had finally like really recovered from Rita just to be hit again. And so it's... yeah kind of an awful this whole world sucks that's what i'm telling you it indeed does yeah for sure uh yeah so because of all of that we decided to go a little off script today in honor of the fact that i am going to go through the um administration kind of side of sorority recruitment this weekend and the fact that we just can't deal with any actual murder right now. <laughs> oh, um, you can't introduce the movie yet because no one knows what this is or who we are. And I would hate for them oh, to be sure. confused. Um, sure. Because if they're here thinking they're listening to Serial, like they've really clicked something wrong. Because yeah. this is, in fact, Lifetime Sentence. And I'm your host with the most, Paul. <laughs> and I'm just Aaron and like four reels this is episode 84 I was gonna say we're getting close to 90 I know so if you're lost I don't know what to tell you <laughs> you took a real wrong turn that's okay you're welcome you really here anytime did. yeah we love you so stay a while um, like I said because we can't deal with the murders this week the real murders there are plenty of murders in this movie. oh no <laughs> <laughs> and we can't uh and i'm going through sorority recruitment stuff this weekend i we decided to cover um the lifetime the lifetime film du jour from last weekend um it was a cinematic masterpiece. I'm so excited. In fact, it's called Sorority Secrets. <laughs> yes. Just from the title, the promotional footage, and the tiny bit of research that I did just to see what it was about so I could kind of be in the same vein, um, I got the impression that they did not pay for real music or an actor I've ever heard of. You are. So correct. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let me clean my glasses here so I can see. <laughs> also, even though I don't watch any of these movies, I feel like I'm very in tune with Lifetime now. That like used to, I would have never understood the difference in all these films. But like, oh yeah, they didn't even pay for Alicia Keys to play three thousand times. They got nothing this one. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. First of all, I want to say, though, I'm super pumped because I did happen to see their Christmas movie commercial. Uh Uh-huh. They have 30 in lieu of Hallmark's 40. Okay. So bless you, Lifetime. That means we get 70 Christmas films this year. Yep. (laughs) That is exactly what that means. And we're covering them all right here on Lifetime's no (laughs) if you want to listen to hallmark movie recaps 
Go listen to Deck the Hallmark. They do it way better than we ever could. Absolutely. We'll lifetime. Thank you. Um, but not only that, there's going to be a mixed race couple and lots of people of color and a gay couple. I was about to and ask I'm if there's a same-sex couple yet. There is. I am so excited to see these movies, which are going to cover just so much work. And I have to give Hallmark a hand. They are really actually working to better themselves in this arena. And so I have to give them props for that. But Lifetime, like, they're just already into it. And I'm I'm super pumped to see what they have for the Christmas season. So, um, as you know, it is September, which means Christmas. I mean, the countdown to Christmas on Hallmark is about a month away. Right. Like, they're currently counting down to the countdown to Christmas because I caught the yes. seven cats of Christmas or something. It's one of Sarah's favorites. The nine lives of Christmas? That one. How dare you? <laughs> that one's got a real actor in it. Yes. It does. And the woman in the movie, I believe, is the one that was in the same-sex couple wedding in uh, Hallmark's first same-sex married couple wedding. Hallmark had a same-sex? They did. I did not know that. Hmm? Um, Yes, Paul Campbell was in it. Huh. And yeah, that's good. Which Paul Campbell is kind of a lifetime staple as well. I'd love to have him on the show. Paul Campbell, if you're listening, call us. That said, we've gotten way off the rails. Tell me about this movie. We really have. <laughs> um, back to this movie. Sorority Secrets premiered on whatever last weekend was. <laughs> and it starred Brittany Rutledge. She plays Cassie. She was in Only the Brave. She's in the new Dirty John uh, all about Betty, Betty Broderick. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, she was in Longmire, Au Pair Nightmare, and Stalked by My Ex, both of which are Lifetime Colossus. All right. Um, Abigail Baldwin, she plays Lisa, and this is her screen debut. What a way to introduce yourself to the world. Mm. Maria Debris, um, she is the house mom. She was in Army Wives, Below the Surface, Inventing Adam, Burn Notice, which most of those are, in fact, Lifetime. I watched Burn Notice and I watched Army Wives. Yeah, see? Nikolai Sirocco. This appears to also be his debut. Welcome to the world, Nikolai Sirocco. It does look like he'll be appearing in something else this year. Um, Elizabeth Fantone, she plays Cassie's mom. She was in Paper Empire, Big Eyes, Havana 57, and The River Cabin. And then finally, we have Tommy Rose. She plays Monica. She was in I Am Frankie, Sinister Seduction, Bernie the Dolphin 2, and Dying for Motherhood, which is another Lifetime movie. Duly noted, okay. Bernie the Dolphin 2, which I means mean, there's a Bernie the Dolphin <laughs> 1. <laughs> maybe maybe there's not. Maybe it was very avant-garde. They started with a sequel. <laughs> maybe. Can I help you? Yeah. Yes. Um, ooh, we open panning over the water and beautiful yachts before cutting to an exclusive masquerade party. A couple is talking on the balcony. It is 
uh, Ben. Oh my god, I didn't even explain why I call him Ben because that's not his name in the movie. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. He looks like Ben Brainard, Brainerd from TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who does the states, like they have the same smile. Okay. And I don't know why, but like the whole time in the movie, I was like, yeah, he does. And then in scenes where he didn't, he would like smile or like turn a certain way to be like, oh, there it is. He does look like Ben Brainerd. So that's where my brain went because I've been on TikTok way too much. Um, he leans in to kiss her. And then suddenly out of nowhere, he is stabbed. Um, That's real early. The girl looks up in shock and just says, you. Light and of my life. We flash back to three months earlier. Um, the same girl, Cassie, and her mom are sitting in what looks like a lawyer's office talking to what looks like a lawyer about a scholarship being defunded. I guess this is at school, but I've never seen anyone on university campus in a suit. Oh, ever my everyone higher up in my university wore a suit. Only our president wears a suit. And to see him on campus is kind of like seeing a celebrity. So um, we're just super catish at UTSA. So they are walking um, and talking. And the girls, Cassie says that she found a scholarship before. She can totally do it again. Um, she's walking she walks away from her mom and stumbles upon like a student activity activities there like of sorts okay it's like two picnic tables with two sororities okay that's the biggest fair ever we're now the opening Mm -hmm. of pitch perfect yeah uh no it's not the opening of pitch perfect they had a (laughs) lot more student activities (laughs) um so uh, she go- goes to talk to Kappa Eta Lambda because she hears them talking about like tuition assistance and housing, which made me like laugh a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, they shrug her off, but then she-, she goes to walk away and runs into a friend from psych class, Lisa, who tells her that girls like them, quote unquote, scholarship girls just have to try a little bit harder and so she encourages her to go back and try again she does go back and she they give her an application and i just want to say like this is not how sororities work you don't you don't have to you don't have to ask for the secret menu to get the application well no first of all all sororities if you apply for one, unless it's continue, it's unless it's COB. If you're going through formal recruitment, you have to fill out a application, but it's for PHC. It's not for one specific sorority. Yes, you don't choose one. It, there's a whole process where you choose one, and then they choose you back. <laughs> because Sarah and I were both members of non-PHC organizations, the process is different for both of ours. Hmm. But you don't like just go to a sorority and you're like, I want to join. And they're like, cool, here's our application. Send it to us and we'll decide if we pick you. That's not how that works. That the whole process sounds shitty. It sounds like there's not a good way to do it, but the current process sounds shitty. And that process Actually, sounds shitty. The, 
The current process is a lot better, I think, than it used to be. Okay. Um. So, yeah, and, like, as things have been changing, and I won't go too far into it because it'll just be a whole, like, three-hour lecture about sorority life and how it's really not that bad um, because people think that we're all fucking monsters, but we're really not. Um, the process now is really like a mutual decision. Like you go, you visit everyone and like, you have to like them and they have to like you back. And if you like them, if you like them a little and they like you back a lot, but you like another sorority a lot and they like you back a lot, then you're going to get that other one. You're not going to get mine. Gotcha. So it's, I mean, it's complicated and there's a whole thing, but yes, it's not just, it's not like some kind of contest where we're just like holding up scores and deciding who's going to be in our chapter. Like you have to decide to want to join our chapter as well. So. Gotcha. I will step off my soapbox now. Thank you. Um, sorry. Um. Also, I just want to point out that, like, nobody knows who's on scholarship and who is not. Right. Like, I have girls that come from, like, really wealthy families, or at least what seems like a wealthy family, and they're on scholarship because their parents told them, like, you have to pay for your own school. If you want to go to school, you'll pay for it yourself. Because they want to make sure that they really want it. And so you never know who's on scholarship and who's not. It's not like uh, posted in the the fiscal office or anything like that. Like just this whole thing is ridiculous. Right. <clears throat> um, so I guess she applies. No need for formal recruitment rounds or anything like that. No need to meet them and see if she could get along with them. No need to see their values or talk about their philanthropy or their sisterhood or anything else they do. All she wants is that tuition assistance, which, uh, sorry, is not a thing. Um, so she's out to lunch with her mom on the day. She's supposed to find out if she made it. Um, her mom's asking her if she has to go through hazing, like reciting the Greek alphabet, taking cold showers, and getting paddled. And I just want to know if people think that's what sororities still do. Um, hang tight for my notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that shit's like super against the law now. It is not a common practice. Hazing is like a big thing on every single sorority or every single college campus for every single great organization. And I know there's going to be like shitty ones that slip through and like, you know, as long as I'm talking about that, I'll, you know, say like, even with police, if you have one bad apple, it spoils a whole bunch, but really for the most part, it's not a thing anymore. And if it is, we take care of it fucking quick. <laughs> um, but Cassie's like, silly mom, the school banned that. And I'm like, no, actually, the law bans that, but it's none of my business. Um, then her phone rings, and she got in. She has full tuition assistance. Okay, so you get into a sorority, want to eat a pie or whatever she joined, and then she got a full ride from joining Think I Ate a Pie? Yeah. Okay. 
I will get real with you here. Sororities. Now we do give out scholarships and there are plenty of scholarships to be had from the local organization, area organization and national organization, but we don't pay for anyone to have a full ride. No. (laughs) And they do talk about housing assistance, but that's a little bit different. And you do still pay. If you have a house, you still pay a housing fee. Right. It's not as much as like full dormitory stuff, but you do have a housing fee. It's, very twisted. I should just stop comparing this to normal sorority life. It's yeah. kind of like driving me nuts. Yes. Okay. Excuse me while I fall out of my chair laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so her mom takes her to move into the house, which is okay. completely empty. So, Aaron, I need you to understand that this is how my life has gotten. That the door opened and it was not, in fact, Dr. Sarah, but Dr. Sarah's sister who just brought me a plate full of fresh made cookies. So I just needed to rub that in your face while you were talking. Would you like to look at them? They, this. <laughs> I'm going to end this fucking call. <laughs> you know how I said there was no hazing? Uh-huh. I'm going to change the rules just for you. <laughs> Because what, and I cannot stress this enough, the fuck. (laughs) Okay. So the house is empty, which no. Also, she's like, the mom's like, oh, this house is so big. No, no, no. She's never seen a sorority house ever. Right. (laughs) She thinks that this house is big. I mean, it's a nice size house, but it is not. I, I mean, just look up. Look up Sorority Row at University of Arkansas or University of Alabama, uh-huh. and you will see what kind of houses these women live in. So I did not have a house when I was in college, which I'm still very upset about. But like, literally, they have four to five million dollar homes that they live in. So we were not allowed to have um, sorority we or houses either. on campus because of an antiquated law in my area about of Louisiana. About a whorehouse? Uh-huh. Yeah. That any more than seven women living in the same home is considered a whorehouse. Five. Five, yeah. yes, that's right. It's considered a whorehouse, and so technically you can all be arrested. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy mm-hmm. on our souls. Um. Yeah. So they go upstairs um, and 10 girls like open these double doors and start cheering. And I'm like, y'all have just never experienced sorority life like I have. Like when I ran home after I got my bid, which is what we call it, running home. Mm-hmm. Um, there were not 10 girls, like there were like 70 people there waiting for me and they were all screaming maybe it's a rebuilding year for them maybe it wasn't like 10 girls like (laughs) just like type in type in sorority bid day on youtube and watch those videos like that is the shit that you come home to which is great it's so much fun but 
It is not like, well. <laughs> Ten girls. One has a half like deflated mylar balloon that says like it's a yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So not true. Um. Do to do. So it. Okay, so they all hug her and show her her room. She's rooming with Lisa, um, the girl that convinced her to join. And now her big is going to be Monica. And I'm like, oh, cool. So y'all don't, like, choose big little, like, you just are? My big was assigned to me. Oh, no. We have a whole thing where you choose your big little. There's a whole reveal party. There's a whole reveal party. You get gifts. There's boxes. There's all kinds of shit that like comes along with that. And it's the best. And this is why sorority life is the best. And this movie fucking sucks. Thank you. Yeah, No, mine was just assigned to me. He always smelled like cat piss and he was late to every event. Um, I love my big sis and I still like, I don't really talk to my big sis anymore, but I love, like I still talk to my little sis and I love her to death. Um, she is the best. Thank oh, you. and I also Good hated night. my little brother. I, in fact, didn't vote for him to be in our fraternity. And <laughs> when he got a bid, they assigned him to me. And I was like, like, did you check the, like, the check yes or no situation here? Because, like, I checked no. Y'all's voting must be so weird. Ours is, like, super complicated. <laughs> um, also, yeah. So, like, there's this thing that the girls all talk about now, which is, like, little claiming and big claiming where they're like if you come into the sorority and immediately someone's like that's my little like it's a big thing and when i was in i was like i talked to my little sis on fresh day and i was like that's my little and if you try to take her i will cut you if we keep comparing this to our own personal experiences we'll never finish this episode i know i'm sorry i'm gonna stop now probably (laughs) turns out monica is the president of lamba um so having her as your big is a huge honor um cassie meets the house mom who promptly kicks out her mom because visiting hours are over um meanwhile the girls are packing up and leaving the house oh a girl a girl is packing up and leaving the house like she's trying to get away okay um she, t- she tells the house mom that she has to go study, but then she leaves and walks to the railroad tracks and calls her mom to say that they want her to do horrible things, and so she's leaving. Just as a train passes, someone in a black hoodie pushes her in front of it. Oh, shit. Meanwhile, back at the house, Cassie gets all moved in and starts doing things with her sisters, like laundry and washing dishes, which is weird. I don't... Why is that weird? I mean, that's not the things that are like, welcome to sorority life. Here are some dishes to wash. That's my, that's how I bond with people. You don't remember when you and I washed all those dishes and that's how this podcast was birthed just over a bucket of suds and four yellow gloves. This podcast was birthed when I said, does anyone want to start a podcast? And you were like, yeah. (laughs) Over a bucket of suds and four yellow gloves. Or overgroup me. <laughs> Almost the same. <laughs> mm, totally. Um, so she's sitting with some girls one day when Monica and her friends walk by with shopping bags. They're all chattering. 
uh, Cassie asked what that's all about. And the other girl is like, oh, that's the social committee. They don't call it social. They call it social. That's canceled. That is horrible. And I hate it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They plan all of our events and they travel to all the conferences. Um, And all of the, and they get a clothing stipend and they meet with alumni and all their travel is paid for, which is such a lie. (laughs) It's not a thing. Okay. Um, But she warns, don't get mixed up with that. They do dot 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 a lot. Oh. Okay, cryptic. Anyways, just at that moment, Lisa runs in and asks if anyone else heard about Carrie. She got hit by a train by accident. One of the Soch girls comes in and is like, some people said it might not have been an accident. It might have been suicide. Oh. I thought we were going to say murder, but let's go with suicide. Because apparently the University Ethics Council was going to expel her for cheat. Housemom comes in and she's like, oh, we'll like Super Miss Carrie, but we need to carry on and not dwell in fear or despair. That's what Carrie would have wanted. I was like, okay. Is it? I just can't even, I will not go back into my own experience, but I cannot even stress enough what a fucking big deal it would be if one of our sisters died. Right. (laughs) Cassie goes and knocks on Monica's doors to deliver her towels. I mean, this is Um, all checking out so far. Of course, she has a huge suite with a king-size bed. And, um... Bujon Vila, like, planted in her room. Because, I mean, why not? Well, why not? Right. Cassie is surprised to learn that she and Monica were practically neighbors back when they were in high school. Monica tells her that people only think that she's rich. In real life, her mom was a teacher. But if Cassie plays her cards right, she can have nice things, too. Uh, then House Mom comes in and asks Cassie why she isn't ready for the party. Uh, Monica looks at her and is like, um, first years aren't invited. But House Mom is like, nonsense. Cassie's not a silly little freshman. It's a great way to find a mentor, a summer internship, etc. Cassie says she doesn't have anything to wear. Um, and the House Mom is like, well, that's what your big sis is for. And then so, yeah, she goes to the party. She meets the bartender who is Ben Brainerd from TikTok. Right. <laughs> House mom introduces Cassie to some dude who works for basically, oh, no, who works for a pharmaceutical company who thinks she'll have, quote, a lot to talk about with. Um, okay. So this party is all, basically all of the collegiate members of the sorority mixing with adult alumni members of a fraternity. Okay. This is all super normal and not at all sketchy. Not a Um, little bit. Nope. So Cassie starts to feel weird and goes to the bathroom and then she leaves. She runs into several guys outside the party, but she manages to fend them off. She trips and almost gets run over by a campus police officer. 
at first he's going to he says he's going to write her up for public intoxication but then he figures out she's a lambda and it's like oh my gosh why didn't you say so i'll just drive you home so he takes her home okay good she goes to brunch the next day with her mom who prods her about what's wrong and cassie just kind of blows her off making up excuses after brunch cassie goes to the library and bumps into ben who doesn't look like ben really anymore but i'm sticking with it she accuses him of roofing her and they have a fight but then they make up and he swears it wasn't him that drugged her um and they decide to study together. The girls have a weird funeral for Carrie, like in the middle of campus. Okay. Carrie's mom is there and tells Lisa and Cassie to watch their backs because they're not in a safe place. No one is. She says she turned it over to the real police, quote, not these campus bozos. And I'm just so glad that everyone can agree that campus coffee garbage. Yes. Cassie runs into the alum guy with the pharmaceuticals who's just on campus for reasons. You have to be. He's hiring a summer intern. He asks her to call his office and set up a dinner to talk about the internship. And I am horrified. It's called an interview. As a college student, I would recommend that you don't go out to dinner with any old man. Agreed. Um, House mom calls her into her office later and asks her to join the social committee because she's just so organized and great at planning because she planned the memorial for Carrie. Monica and Bianca are going to take her shopping for the Panhellenic Conference in D.C. the next weekend. I have so many problems with this. Um, And she hopes Cassie likes to travel first class well that's why their house wasn't so big so they can afford the first class tickets it's all making sense now monica and bianca are shark shop sharked shocked to see cassie is joining the social committee uh monica asks who the alum is who she's going to have dinner with and house mom says quote that's a secret you know the drill um that's not ominous at all so they take Cassie shopping. I just want to like point out that any alumni involvement in like a sorority is always women. Uh-huh. Never men. Never. Um, when they come back, Lisa and Cassie are unpacking her clothes. And the girl from the study room earlier that warned her about the search committee stops by to tell Cassie that she thought she was different. But it turns out she's just like everyone else. Good. We cut to Monica in her room, sobbing and begging someone on the phone for another chance. But the person hangs up on her. Cassie's in her room, trying on her clothes. House mom sees her dressed in the suit, in a full suit for the interview, and is like, quote, why aren't you wearing a cocktail dress? Because it's, it's an interview. Yeah, Cassie's like, because it's an interview. And house mom's like, don't ruin this for your sisters. Wear the dress. Own the room. Never look back. I'm not sure I support the advice from this woman, but I'm reserving judgment for a second longer. So she shows up. Cassie shows up alone to this man's house in a cocktail dress. I don't recommend this. They're out having dinner on the patio by the water like you do. 
they have lobster and he offers her champagne and red wine. So, so far, it's a standard everyday, nothing to see here job interview. Right, right. But there's also someone watching them from I don't know where because they're literally on the water, like maybe under the dock. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) They start talking about the supply chain of pharmaceutical companies, but this quickly devolves into him telling her that he can tell she's a passionate woman. He's a passionate man, too. And then he pulls down the strap of her dress. Uh, Interview's over, buddy. Mm. she is obviously scandalized and thankfully his phone rings and so he gets distracted and she books it the fuck out of there she's like bye um so she's walking on campus alone someone is still watching her and ben calls and he says he'll meet her at the library because she sounds like distressed as she's walking towards him he yells cassie look out because just as she stops, a brick hits the ground directly in front of her where what she would have been fuck? standing. So they go inside and she says she's just really shaken up. And he's like, uh, no, earlier when I called you, like, what was wrong? <laughs> and so she tells him what happened and how stupid she feels going for going to his house by herself, etc. He asks who it was and she says he shouldn't get involved. Um, he tells her he needs to talk. To, she needs to talk to someone about it. Um, and she's like, well, I really trust my mom. But instead of talking to her mom about it, when she comes back to the house, all of her stuff is gone from her room. And she shares with Lisa. And Lisa is frankly acting like a really big bitch. Okay. Um. do we do she goes to talk to house mom who tells her she's just been upgraded to a private room. She takes her upstairs. It's Monica's room. Oh, shit. Because Monica decided to get her own off-campus apartment. Cassie tells house mom that she decided not to take the job with creepy old alumni guy. But house mom talks her out of turning it down because it's such a great opportunity. House mom also says to let her know if she wants new flowers planted. The Bougeon Villa were Monica's favorite, but house mom thinks they're hideous. On campus, the girl who warned Cassie about social committee is walking around wearing the jacket. So Cassie bought this jacket on her shopping trip. And then after the girl told Cassie that she was fake, Cassie went and like gave the jacket to her. Okay. And make up for it. So she's walking around wearing this jacket. Another person, or the same person, wearing a black hoodie, sneaks up behind her, pushes her in front of a bus, and kills her. Cassie's on the phone with Ben, talking about how... um, Oh, just talking about how much work she has to do when Lisa barges in, crying about the girl who died, and how the police are saying... Are you ready? I'm ready. You won't be able to contain yourself. Please finish all of your liquids and step away from them before I say this. Okay. The police are saying they think it's the pusher killer. (laughs) The who? The pusher killer. Pusher killer. Like the 
Jesse's come up with some shitty names, and they still wouldn't come up with that one. Like, like this is the same press that gave us the Grim Sleeper, and they would still not give us the Pusher Killer. Speaking of, I watched an excellent ID thing about the Grim Sleeper the other day. Oh, really? It was serial killer week last week. Where were you? Entertaining a house full of people. Hmm. So they have another memorial service where house mom says they'll get through this together as a family. We're all in this together when the pusher killer comes and kills you by pushing. Cassie's sleeping and some rando breaks into her room. Oh, it's the pharmaceutical alumni. Cassie wakes up and screams, and he runs away. He runs away. <laughs> Literally, like, with his... Can you see me? Yes. With his hands like this. He runs away. <laughs> like the jackalope from the old funny yes! videos. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Lisa comes in with a baseball bat and then tells everyone behind her to go back to sleep that Cassie just had a nightmare. And Lisa's like, duh, hello, it was the alumni guy. He has a key to your room. And Cassie's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Lisa's like, hello, you don't have to lie to me. We're in the same boat. And Cassie's still like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, So finally, like, Lisa's like, hello. You um. Tell, and she tells her what's up. Um, the Angel alumni are not former Lambda girls. Because no. why would women alumni donate their time, money, effort, etc. into a collegiate chapter? Like I do all the time, every week. Multiple times a week. <sighs> They're um, old, rich frat dudes who will donate all of their money for their young girlfriends. Yeah, not. I'm busy that year. Lisa says she doesn't even care about the clothes or anything anymore, but she worked really hard to get into the school and she needs the tuition and rooming money. So Cassie's like, totally, I get it, but we have to stop this. So they decide to go to the ethics committee of the university, which I suppose is more powerful than the actual police and turn house mom in. Like, the ethics committee of this university is somehow, like, all you have to do is say ethics committee and people run screaming. Yes. It's crazy. Um, the next day at the social committee meeting, I literally hate that word so much. Yeah, Sitch. it makes, it kind of makes me want to gag. It makes my skin crawl a little bit. Um, Bianca tinkles her little silver bell to call the meeting to order. And I'm like, wow, you've really never been in a sorority house, have you? Uh, Nobody would be able to hear the little bell. Right. Um, House mom comes in to tell them that Monica's been suspended for, quote unquote, not meeting her obligations. And she thinks another freshman would be a good fit for the committee. But Cassie's like, oh, no, we don't need another member. We can totally handle all of this um, on our own. Please don't bring another member in. Please, God, don't. Um, Later, they're all scheduled to meet. Oh, later, she and Lisa are scheduled to meet with the committee. But Lisa doesn't show up because she has 
overdosed. Oh, so it's not the pusher killer. Unless he's a mm. pill pusher killer now. It could be the case. Um, Monica's there and warns Cassie to leave Lambda now before anyone else gets hurt. I would 100% totally, absolutely, no questions asked, drop the sorority. I'd be like, this is not what I wanted my sorority life to be like. I need to get out. Right. <laughs> um, Cassie goes and takes a bath instead. She closes her eyes and someone pushes her under the water trying to drown her. Oh, pushed. Luckily. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, her her very fancy razor is there. So she cuts the face of her attacker and they run away. Instead of, I don't know, calling the police, campus security. The ethics committee. Her parents, the ethics committee. <laughs> she calls Ben and asks him if she can stay with him. She goes over there and he has a whole Italian spread out for her, which is just fucking so cute. No. He asks what's going on and she finally tells him everything, even though she says... It's going to sound absolutely crazy. Later that night, she's sleeping on the couch and someone comes in and steals her phone. The next morning, she wakes up and her mom is there. Ben stole her phone so he could call her mom. Oh. Yeah, it was cute in this scenario. Someone stole my phone to call my mom. There'd be a different reaction. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you and I have both talked about at length about going through someone else's phone. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, in this case, I get it. Um, I don't support it, but I get it. Um, they come up with a grand plan to stop house mom, which is this. She's going to invite the entire ethics committee to the masquerade ball. And then Ben, because he's the bartender, is going to sneak them up onto Cassie's patio, where they'll be able to hear everything going on in her room. Then Cassie's going to pretend to House Mom that she's willing to play ball with the creepy alum guy to get House Mom to confess to whatever the hell is going on here. Then the ethics committee will hear them. Bingo, bango. House Mom is gone. Everything's fine. I don't foresee um, this working out, but okay. Next, there is a gala planning montage. Actually, it works out way better than I thought it would. Okay. Which was a little bit disappointing. Um, it's party day and Lisa is still in a coma. Cassie brings her flowers. Cassie and her mom wear the same dress and similar masks to the party. Remember that. Come back. I figured um, it was important. The party is in full swing. She immediately runs into Cassie immediately runs into a bum guy who is all handsy and drunk and creepy. Thankfully, her mom it walks by and like crashes her uh, champagne glass into his, which makes it break and spill champagne like all over him. Yes. And he's like, so he has to go clean up. Um, Monica shows up. And so house mom tells Cassie that she has to tell Monica to leave. So she does, and it's all very tense. And then Monica just sneaks back in with Bianca. So, you know, there's that. Um, 
So it's go time and the ethics committee is in place. Cassie and house mom are having the big discussion about what she'll get if she sleeps with a lum dude. The ethics committee walks in, they suspend house mom immediately, and she's going to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Wow. But then they turn to Cassie and tell her that she's expelled. Why? Because she was playing along with house mom and said that she wanted money and to cheat at school so she could get an A. Oh, right. Okay. But it turns out, dun, dun, dun. Cassie and her mom switched places, and so Cassie can't be expelled because she didn't say any of that. No, I did not see that coming. Was I convincing? No. Um, <laughs> so after, so after this is all over, and the like, the ethics lady is like, I can't expel you, and the mom's like, it's like twenty minutes, it's twenty years too late, <laughs> and they have a big laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What a nightmare. <laughs> Cassie and Ben go out on the patio to talk. Ben tells her he loves her and she's like, I love you too. And then he asks if he really if she really thinks it was house mom behind the murders and points to all the reasons it definitely wasn't the house mom that was killing everyone. But Cassie's like, I don't care. The police will sort that all out. <laughs> God. Um, and she doesn't want to think about it anymore. He asks her out. They go to kiss and he gets stabbed. The stabber is Monica. I actually saw that coming too. Same. <laughs> um, she's holding a bloody knife at Cassie. And this is all about the alum guy because Monica's in love with him and he said he was going to leave his wife for her. And then she, he saw Cassie and now he wants to be with Cassie. Girl, you can have him. Nobody, not a single soul wanted him. <laughs> so now she's going to kill Cassie because she didn't know when she first killed Carrie that killing people is super easy and fun. And now she's the pusher killer. They go and they get into a slow-mo wrestling fight in formal dresses, which was I'm just here excellent. for it. Um, Monica finally gets the upper hand and she says, Goodbye, little. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she did. Uh just as Cassie's mom bursts in. Monica jumps back in surprise, loses her footing, like, for way too many feet um, onto the balcony that just has a random door open, even though they closed the door when they came back inside, and she falls over the railing and dies. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to Cassie leading some kind of talk in a random outside place for, quote, sororities against sexploitation. (laughs) There is so much solid gold in this movie. Her mom became the new house mom? Well, you have to. 
Because it's definitely not an alumni situation. Right. Um, and Lisa survived, which made me the happiest out of this whole movie. She hugs them both and then heads off on her first date with Ben, whose arm is in a sling, even though he was stabbed in the back. <laughs> they just he have a steak tap taped to his eye, like in the 50s. He tells her he's taking her out for tapas, finger food. She asks why finger food, and he says, no knives. And then they both crack up and drive into the future. <laughs> I like to imagine it, the Seinfeld noise played after he said that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of this adventure. I truly did not want that one to end. <laughs> it was great. Oh man, I can't top that with my information. My face, my face hurts from laughing so much. That's <laughs> wonderful. All right, so here at the top, um, I forgot to write down one of my sources, and so uh, when I remember it, I will. No, me with that. When I remember it, I will. Um, it will come to me in the middle of reading. I think it was college humor. Like I really think it was college humor. Um. Yeah. But I also got information from Bustle from a website called education.alot.com.com. Uh, <laughs> and then um, from the Jacksonville Free Press. So I just did several shallow dives into some really um, messed up sorority and fraternity stories for you today. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start at... University of California, Berkeley. Oh, God. Okay. In, Sorry. In 2012, Brittany Starling decided to sue the Zeta Phi Beta sorority after what happened to her during Pledge Week. She claimed that she was forced to... And this sentence should not make me laugh as much as it does. But she was forced to clean up juice from the floor using her back. <laughs> that's the face I made when I read it the first time I mean that's weird <laughs> and act as a trash can for other girls taking whatever garbage they had and carrying it in her pockets based on her account um, it went beyond humiliation she claimed things reached a physical level when she and other pledges were forced to stay awake all night without being permitted to use the bathroom they were forced to stand for hours, and when Starling's leg gave out, she claimed... I'm about to sneeze. Hold on. Bless you. hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. So they had to stand for hours until her legs gave out, at which point a member hit her ankle with a book, quote, injuring her severely. Um... So she ultimately decided to leave school. Neither the school nor the sorority made an official statement about this, but their Panhellenic Council website says that such behavior is forbidden. Um, and that it's also worth noting that um, that college no longer recognizes Zeta Phi Beta as an official Greek, Greek chapter. I figured. Um, Rutgers in 2010 
a student pledging um, Sigma Gamma Rho landed in the hospital after allegedly being beaten with paddles. Um, the student pressed charges and six girls were arrested. The sorority okay. voiced their innocence, claiming no such event ever happened. In response to the event, Rutgers suspended their chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho, and so did the sorority's national organization. Um, a student who was friends with the girls in the sorority was interviewed by ABC News, and she said, people are just more upset that this girl ratted. Some people actually found out who the girl ratted that ratted is and she'll be shunned now they probably won't like talk to her at greek events or anything which like thank you that's what shunned means you're on to something there <laughs> yes in fact yes um at california state university in los angeles in 2002 mm-hmm. um and this is one this is a case that's alleged but there's so much um that's not in the favor of the organization that mm-hmm. um, there's a lawsuit, but it kind of stalled. Um, so in 2002, it allegedly hazing allegedly turned deadly for students, Kristen high and Kanita severe, a lawsuit mm-hmm. filed after their deaths claims that while the women were pledging alpha Kappa alpha, they were required to do hours of exercise and then walk backwards into the ocean um, at this point, a rave swept a wave swept Safir out to the sea. Um, Kristen swam after Kristen High swam after because she knew that um, Kanitha couldn't swim. Um, mm-hmm. But the waves wound up drowning both girls. I remember this case actually. After the event, details. It was of- the year before I joined my sorority. Oh, really? Which is not Alpha Kappa Alpha, by the way. Right. After the event, details emerged that Alpha Kappa Sigma. So I wrote Alpha Kappa Sigma, even though every other instance I wrote Alpha Kappa Alpha. That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure it's, it's Alpha. Alpha it's Kappa AKA. Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, after the I don't event, think Alpha Kappa Sigma is a thing. It might be, but no, this is uh, an AKA chapter because it ca- came out that there wasn't actually a sanctioned um, chapter at california state university um in fact it had not been a recognized chapter since 1989 yeah um that is like so that happens a lot with ifc with fraternities Uh where they're kicked off campus and yet they continue to operate i've actually never seen a sorority chapter disaffiliate with a campus and be allowed to continue to operate that's a little bit weird right npc is like really strict about that right really like if if you lose your charter like you have to return it right to the national headquarters like you don't get to keep it so um at young harris college the school went under fire when johanna birch who was pledging gamma psi spilled some dirty hazing details she claimed that oh. pledges were taken to the nearby woods where they were forced to crawl through the mud in a freezing creek um, while being screamed at and spat upon. Further investigation re- revealed that um, there are other forms of pledging torture. Pledges were forced to stand in a pool of water that um, the sortie members had defecated in. And um, 
Uh huh. Who are these people? My favorite slash least favorite. They had to sit naked on a washing machine, and any body part that jiggled, the actives would circle that with a sharpie pen. Maybe just covered in sharpie pen. I would. Yeah, that's exactly like. Well, actually, not when I first started. I wouldn't have been because I was real skinny. But oh, I've always yeah. been big. I was. Like, they might as well just so circle I'm gonna, me. I'm going to pull up a picture of myself when I was sorority typed. Okay. We'll show you. Um, Birch opened up about this experience to the student newspaper advisor who, together with another professor, worked to get the school to do something about the hazing. Um, the okay. newspaper advisor wrote an article, which the school refused to allow to be published. Um mm-hmm. And she interviewed other students about their experiences. Both the professors, quote, held faculty meetings to discuss the school's lack of discipline policy on hazing. The professors were fired. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then the official word from the college is that these reports were false, were false and outrageous. Um, but the... Um, Johanna Birch sued the school um, and it's a pretty recent lawsuit. So I don't know where it is in the grand scheme of like, has it been settled? Wow. Okay. Um, That's really interesting. And I've kind of set these to go more and more. Um, so this was me like right after I pledged. You were such a little baby. You could snap my arm in half. Yeah. Yeah, I was sick, but um, really skinny. <laughs> um, so I've kind of set these up so that they go a little more um, egregious as we go. Oh, good. So okay. now we're into Union College. In September of 2013, um, Tess Komen told Cosmopolitan about the emotional abuse inflicted on her and her pledge class during hazing. According to her account, 42 pledges were locked in a basement with only one toilet to use. She also claimed that they were asked to line up while the older members would ask them questions and scold them for incorrect answers, calling them stupid. She said the questions were like, who's the prettiest sister in the room? And if you answered wrong, they would um, call you an idiot and tell you you're wrong. Um, How do you know it's wrong? And... What, which one of us is a lesbian and why do you think that were the kinds of questions they were being asked? Um, that is like stories like this are so crazy to me because none of like, literally none of this shit happened to me when I was in school. None of it. Right. I just don't like, I don't understand it. Like I, love my sorority sisters and I won't say there was never like questionable situations but this stuff like never happened right um well so there was like hazing it was like fun like we're out like ooh, drink this like it's a drink like it's that to me it wasn't hazing but you know I think now it would be considered that but well and here we get into the shitty parts (laughs) That wasn't the shitty part? Oh, no. Because now we're on to Georgia Tech in 2013. 
so we're moving on from you don't know how to do anything um the student who was serving as the chair of the social committee that's for you um fucking social (laughs) so this guy was the social chair um for phi kappa ta and um it's a boys it's a fraternity it's a fraternity right okay Um, thank you i just want to make it clear that it's boys it's not girls thing he sent out an email oh not to um cast gender typing but you would have known by the event that it was guys um because he sent out an email to all the members of his organization with the subject line luring your rape bait It detailed steps to get women severely drunk and then make them hook up with them and then kicking them out of the room. Sir, I'm glad you acknowledged in the beginning that that's rape. Why are we now detailing how to do it? Yeah. Like, so we have a men's chapter that I'm aware of. Maybe it's on my campus. Maybe not. And they were accused of some naughty activities, um, illegal activities, very illegal activities. Great. And they were fucking, not only are they suspended, which they are, they were fucking blacklisted by every sorority woman at school. Uh-huh. Like, we are, like, we, they are not hanging out with them. We, like, I say, like, I'm still in college. Right. I wouldn't hang out with them to begin with because they're trash, but... Um, yeah, like nobody hangs out with them. Well, They're pariahs. It's amazing. So when this got out, the member responsible for the email said that it was a joke, but it opened an investigation with the <sighs> ethics committee. Um, and they found that things were so bad that the chapter was completely disbanded. That mm-hmm. They found, quote, a pattern of sexual violence that suggests a deep-rooted culture within the fraternity that is obscene, indecent, and endangers women. Yep. And now we're going to bring it a little bit closer to home, and it hurts my heart to tell this story. Oh, God. Texas Tech University. Oh, good. I didn't go there. Right. Um, but I, I hate that we had to bring it where I went to school. I was like, Oh God, please don't. No, I did not put, I did. In fact, neither one of our schools came up in these stories, but I wouldn't have put them if they had. Um, so Texas tech at university investigated reports that Phi Delta Theta displayed a sign at a recent, at a party that read no means yes. And yes means anal. Y'all, like, for real, can we stop teaching boys that this is okay? Right. Like, please. Can we stop sending guys to college with, like, the idea that this is what you have to do to be accepted and cool or whatever and hang out with the cool guys? Because guess how many of these guys I would date? Zero. Right. Um, so on the website Total Frat Move, um, two pictures were posted from the fraternity. The first showed the banner and the other was a display that was in the shape of a vagina. Great. And had a working sprinkler mounted to it. Uh-huh. Y'all um, can't see my face right now, but 
I'm very disappointed. So total frat move um, took down the post. Total frat move. Uh, It's a website that caters to members of fraternities. And it glorifies this shitty ass behavior, Uh I'm sure. So they took it down pretty quickly, but not before Bro Bible took screenshots and copy and uh, broadcast the images. Um, So... Um, Bro Bible. Right. So many things. The other day, and I don't know if you remember this guy, but there was a guy like mm, 15 years ago or so that was super popular. His name was Tucker Max. Oh, and yeah. And he would books about all these like horrible things he did to women uh-huh. when he was in school and after. And the other day, one of my friends was like, that guy is still alive. And that made me so sad. Yeah. Um. What a waste. So this was investigated. Um, lots of people were called into question. Um, so what's interesting is this sign bear, uh, the sign bears the same controversial slogan that was used at a um, major scandal at Yale University in 2011. Yale's Great. Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity was kicked off campus for five years after members there marched on campus chanting, no means yes and yes means anal. Um, and the incidents, the incident was cited in a federal complaint against Yale for sexual hostile climate, which helped spark an investigation by the U S department of education's office for civil rights, which by the way, Betsy DeVos has turned into a complete joke and, um, she can fuck off. Yeah. I, um, just want to point out that Yale is an Ivy league school still. Yes. Uh huh. And, that is the platform. Uh-huh. Um, Great. Now, are you ready for some blood and gore? Sure. All right. So um, in August of 2014, freshman Natalie Eaton was impaled by a golf club at an Arkansas State University Kappa Alpha fraternity party. In what witnesses called a freak accident. Was she in a sorority? She was not in a sorority, to my knowledge, but she was at this frat party. Y'all, for real, I tell my girls this all the time. Don't touch frat boys. They're dirty. Like, just don't. So They're disgusting. One of the people in the party decided to hit a football with a golf club. It broke the golf club in half, and half of it went flying and impaled her neck. No! It hit her spinal cord directly, and doctors assumed she'd be completely paralyzed. However, in 2015, it was reported that she was in physical therapy and was using canes to walk. And in another update, she is walking and living uh, a mostly normal life, like uh, almost back to she was before her injury. With like a ton of money from this fucking fraternity, yes? I would hope so. Um, now would you, Oh my God, like <laughs> my neck hurts. I can't, mm. would you like to end on, cause I've got two stories left and I want to see how I put them in order. Um, 
a sex work operation or the most ridiculous fucking email I've ever read? What would you like to end on? The most ridiculous fucking email you've ever read. Okay. So then the next thing I want to talk about is in April of 2018, reports surfaced about students who resorted to prostitution out of, and this is me reading a report, um, Mm -hmm. out of desperation to pay pledge fees to Alpha Kappa Alpha The alleged pimp for the students is 49-year-old Alicia Johnson, who was a faculty. This was at um, Fort Valley St. University. Okay. I was going to, like, there is that story of that girl at Duke. Uh But I don't think she was a sorority girl that was, it's, there's a Lifetime movie, Straight A's Triple X. She does porn to pay her tuition. No, this woman was the faculty advisor and she was also the executive assistant to the president of the university. She um, performed sex acts in exchange for money and gifts. She also helped provide students to prominent black men in the community identified as, I don't know why they thought that it was important to say their race there. And I just read through it and I would have not normally have copied that in there because in this story, race doesn't matter. Um, I mean, in most stories, race doesn't matter. Right. That's something that I tell my students a lot when they start to tell me a story that race is involved, that if the race is not important to the story, then it's not important to the story. So like, like if you're, if you are writing a novel and you are describing characters, I mean, race isn't important, but like description is. So if you say they have dark skin, they have right black hair. But, like, there should never be an instance where you're like, so I was walking down the street and this black guy. Exactly. So Because, guess what? You don't walk around, you don't walk down the street and say, oh, I was walking down the street and this white guy. Right. That never happens. Right. And so what I explain is, like, if you're telling me about a cultural event that is specific to a, like, to a Mexican family does this thing because it is important to their culture, yes, tell me they're Mexican. If you tell me a Mexican man got out of his car, you need to take that elsewhere. And yeah. so, uh, so in any case, I've been um, so frustrated, like especially with the last few weeks, with how um, by POC or people are treated in this fucking country. I'm uh, so sick of it. I'm so sick of hearing, "Ooh, like I'm just so uh, I can't. I'm not." Mm, yes. Yes. So anyway, this woman was charged with six counts of prostitution, three counts of pimping and two counts of solicitation of sodomy, um, which I question because like anal's legit. Can we stop making it a crime? Like yeah, that I only mean, exists that's to. Your thing, that's your thing. Like it should be just solicitation of sex, right? R- right. Anal sex is sex. Like sodomy sex laws. Sodomy laws exist in part to call out criminalize gay to criminalize gay people. Exactly. Um, So in any case, she um, is facing a maximum of up to 12 months in prison and a thousand dollar fine per count. Sometimes you're just freaky. Okay. Listen, it happens. We don't kink shame on this podcast. So I bolded a subtitle for all of these, like just so I could remember, like keep them in order. So this subtitle is just this fucking email from a Delta Gamma at University of Maryland. And I'm just women's organization, if I am correct. Yes, you are correct. 
Okay. This is, I'm just going to read you verbatim this email she sent to her entire sorority. I could read you an email, but I'll read it to you offline. If you just open this like I told you to, tie yourself down to whatever chair you're sitting in because this email is going to be a rough fucking ride. For those of you that have your head stuck under rocks, which apparently is the majority of this chapter, we have been fucking up, in all caps, in terms of nighttime events and general social interactions with Sigma Nu. I've been getting texts on text about people literally being so fucking awkward and so fucking boring. If you're reading this right now and saying to yourself, but OMG, Julia, I've been having so much fun with my sisters this week. Then punch yourself in the face right now so that I don't have to fucking find you on campus to do it myself. (laughs) I do not give a flying fuck. And Sigma Nu does not give a flying fuck. Oh, is Sigma Nu their chapter name? No, it's their fraternity that they were having a social with. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, Sigma Nu does not give a flying fuck about how much you fucking love to talk to your sisters. You have 361 days out of the fucking year to talk to sisters, and this week is not. I repeat, not one of them. This week is about fostering relationships in the Greek community, and that's not fucking possible if you're going to stand around and talk to each other and not our matchup. Newsflash, you stupid cocks. <laughs> and then in all caps, frats don't like boring sororities. Oh, wait, double fucking newsflash. Sigma Nu is not going to want to hang out with us if we fucking suck. Which, by the way, in case you're an that idiot is, and you I mean, that's you- not true. That's not true. I bet if you did suck, Sigma Nu would love you. Fair enough. <laughs> Which, if you need it spelled it out for you, we fucking suck so far. This also applies to you little shits that have talked openly about post-gaming at a different frat in front of Sigma New Brothers. Are you people fucking retarded? That's not a rhetorical question. I literally want you to email me back telling me if you're mentally slow, which I hope this girl was put to task over this. Um, so this I, is the best email I've ever heard. I love it. Keep going. Oh, I will. Um, so let's see. So I can make sure you don't go to any more nighttime events. If Sigma Nu openly said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over. Would you be happy? Would you? No, you wouldn't. So why the fuck would you do it to them in front of yeah, them? Listen, nobody's happy when they invite Zeta over. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you shouldn't be post gaming at other frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend is in it, if your brother is in it, or if your entire family is in the frat. You don't go. You don't I would like go. to say, as an alumni advisor, you shouldn't be post-gaming anywhere. <laughs> and you especially do not, and you especially do fucking not convince other girls to leave with you. But Julia, you say in a whiny little bitch voice to your computer screen as you read this email. <laughs> I've been cheering on our teams at all the sports. Doesn't that count for something? No, you fucking. (laughs) No, you stupid fucking asshats. It fucking doesn't. Do you want to know fucking why? It doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events too. I've not only gotten texts about people being fucking weird at sports. For example, being stupid shits and saying stuff like, duh, what's kickball? It's not even funny. How do you not 
be super weird in sports. <laughs> but I've gotten texts about people actually cheering for the opposing team. The opposing fucking team. Are you fucking stupid? I don't give a shit about sportsmanship. You cheer for our goddamn team and not the other one. Have you never been to a sports game? Are you fucking blind? <laughs> Best email I've ever heard. I'm so excited. Oh, and we're still, we've still got a third of it left. Or yes. are you just so fucking dense about what it means to make people like you that you think being a good little supporter of the Greek community is going to make our matchup happy? Well, it's time someone told you no one fucking likes that, especially our fucking matchup. I will. F- <laughs> I'm sorry. This next sentence is my favorite <laughs> I've ever read. Don't drink that wine because you'll spit it out. I will fucking cunt punt the next person I hear about something like that. (laughs) Oh my god. And I don't give a fuck if you sore me. I will fucking assault you. Oh, Julia, I'm now crying because your email has made me oh so so sad. It says in quotes. Well, good. If this email applies to you in any way, meaning you are a little asswipe that stands in quarters at night, or if you're a weird shit that does weird shit during the day, the following message is for you. Do not go to tonight's event. (laughs) I'm not fucking kidding. Don't go. Seriously. If you have done anything I've mentioned in this email and have some rare disease where you're unable to not do these things, then you are horrible. repeat horrible PR for this chapter. I would rather have 40 girls that are fun, talk to boys and not fucking awkward than 80 people that are fucking. And then this is not a word that I will repeat. Um, but it's a homosexual slur that starts with an F word. Great. Uh huh. If you are one of the, right. Oh yeah. (laughs) If you are one of the people that have told me, Oh no, boo hoo. I can't talk to boys. I'm so I'm too sober that I pity you because I don't know how you got this far in life. And with that in mind, don't fucking show up unless you're going to stop being a goddamn cock block for our chapter. Seriously. I swear to fucking God. If I see anyone being a goddamn boner at tonight's event, I will tell you to leave. Even if you're sober, I'm not kidding. Try me. And for those of you who are offended at this email, I would apologize, but I really don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself. Julia. (laughs) Julia, I don't know exactly who in this fraternity you are trying to fuck, but if he doesn't fuck you after that email, you need to move on, girl. Secondly... Wow. <laughs> Needless to say, Julia left this organization. I can't imagine why. <laughs> and so the website I got oh this my from. God. The website I got this from, I think it was um College Humor, got an email from the president of the organization that was like, um, I would like to p- yes. No, I'm just excited. Oh, I want to hear the It just <laughs> it just said like, um, I would like to point out that um, Julia does not support any of the views of this organization. And would you please remove the names of all the organizations? It's embarrassing. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it is. 
But also, like, I see her point. Like, Julie is a bitch. But what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing that she dealt with anonymously because obviously she's not representing pizza or sorority. Right. But also, oh my God, Julia needs to get fucked <laughs> real bad. Like, I don't know if it's the president or who it is she's trying to get in bed it's, with. It's the chair of the social committee. If you could all like come together and get Julia laid, <laughs> she will calm the fuck down. Drink some Moon's Farm. <laughs> She will <laughs> probably stop acting like that. <laughs> Julia, girl, like, I hope you got some after that. <laughs> like, write us and tell us, like, please. Julia, if you're listening, we're looking for a third I co-host, but only know. you. We got to fuck the president of Sigma Nu after this. <laughs> Because, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Girl, that was the best decision I ever made to make <laughs> I was going to put it last anyway, but I thought I'd give you the option because. <laughs> oh, my. Whew. Now I need to get laid. <laughs> Jesus. Next week, Aaron will send me a very similar email and I will read it all to you as well. <laughs> Listen, I've had the same stance since I was in college. I don't fuck frat boys at all. Ever. That's fair. Even now, in my 30s, if you were in a frat, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Hi. And on that note... Um, <laughs> We can give very few details away, but we have some exciting things in the works. We do. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And um, until next time, I hope yeah. that you will find us on all of our social media um, experiences. We're no longer calling them accounts. This is an experience. It's not a good one. I mean, it's not great. Like, you get what you pay for sometimes. But... Um, not a good experience. one time i posted a meme that went semi-viral and then aaron and i lived it's in the blaze of that glory for 40 minutes yeah it's a little <laughs> bit like julia's experience trying to fuck <laughs> oh my god i'm never gonna recover from that that was the best thing i've ever heard um, oh you, my god do you want to tell people where they can find this on social media <laughs> Yeah, at Lifetime Sentence on Instagram, at Life Sentence Pod on Twitter. You can go to Facebook and like our page, facebook.com slash Lifetime Sentence. You can go to our website, lifetimesentence.com. Um, you can email us, uh, Lifetime Sentence Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, you can go join our Patreon. We have some great stuff coming up for our Patreon only listeners. Patreon.com slash Lifetime Sentence. $1 for all of the audio content. $5 for everything. Um, and we have merch, which is a really hard um, URL to say. It, so it will I'm be a sayable it, link by next week. It's on my agenda. I will put it 
show notes in this podcast, like in this thing, your podcatcher, so that you will be able to click on it and buy some merch, which we are going to design some new merch to come out too. Yes. Probably. <laughs> we are. We've had a couple I think, things I in the works. I think it's going to be like, what the fuck, Julia? <laughs> I do want a WTF Julia shirt. Oh, man. Uh, the saga of Julia and Sigma Nu. <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I am deceased. Like, I, that, I can't. <laughs> well, Next week, we're going to watch a movie about murder and stuff, but we'll let you know. <laughs> yes, we'll let you know. We're not over Julia yet. Um, so, no. until next time, guys. Look out for the Julias in your life. And don't forget to eat your vegetables. Help Julia get laid and charge her phone. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.